Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Coming up on Podcast 1645, the Genesis GV60. Nice car, actually. Uh, it picks up a big EV award. I'll tell you why it's important. Stick around. Also on the show today, drivers are losing their minds over the end of free charging here in the UK. Nissan might ditch a new deal with Renault, but Nissan might refocus their deal with Renault. Two different reports. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and what EVs it could lead to. Stick around. Those stories and a lot more are on the way. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for what happened on Saturday 5th of November. My name is Martin Lee and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Well, the podcast this month has been sponsored by And Charge, a new app you can download to report back to the charge operators. They have a direct connection with And Charge. They want to hear from you. They want to make things better for you and me and all of the EV community. And they've launched with Ionity in the UK. Now, they're all, And Charge are all over Europe, but here in the UK, they've just launched. You answer five quick questions about the Ionity location you're at, and then you get uh, some rewards, and you can spend that money for reals at Amazon or even charging to spend at Octopus Electric Universe. Download and charge now. Okay, we'll kick off with the news. The Polestar has secured $1.6 billion to launch three new EV models by 2026. This is fantastic news. As reported by techfundingnews.com website, the Swedish EV maker backed by Volvo and ultimately Geely recently received $1.6 billion worth of financial and liquidity support from its two major shareholders. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio, a backer of Polestar. Did you know that? This article on tech funding news, obviously a bit more financial focused, than the websites I normally read. Did you know that? I didn't know. I didn't know Leo was behind Polestar. There we go. Uh, Volvo are providing $800 million, uh, on an 18-month loan. The amount is on par with the financial and liquidity support that the other big shareholder called PSD, owned by the Chinese, are providing. Uh, they'll launch one new EV per year, starting with the Polestar 3, which comes next year. We know that. Actually, it was launched last month in October, uh, but I think it'll arrive next year. Polestar 4 will then follow and the Polestar 5, which will be a four-door GT, and by the looks of it, will just be next-level brilliance. Let's talk about Fisker, one of those EV makers that has raised some money but so far failed to deliver. We obviously wish them all the best. I want to see everyone win, but it's tough being a startup just because the likes of Tesla have come through the pain and are shipping one and a half million vehicles, maybe this year to next year, that actually this isn't ridiculously hard for Lucid and Rivian and Fisker as well. Fisker say that they will share EV platforms with other automakers if they want to, as well as explore selling emissions credits. The company revealed this week in their third quarter 
financial results. Fisker has begun discussions with large global OEMs to explore sharing the Ocean and the Pair platforms, they said. So the Ocean is the SUV, the Pair is the next one that's coming along. That's going to be made by Foxconn in the US. Tesla has shown that selling tax credits can be lucrative. Tesla's biggest customer, Stellantis, uh, were the predecessor, FCA Fiat Chrysler. Uh, They were the previous uh, biggest contributor to Tesla's um, pot of money, which came from selling uh, the credits, which vary around the world. There's the versions um, in, in the US and Europe and China, but all very similar in terms of teaming up with someone who sells lots of EVs to avoid a fine from the regulators, because it's easier to pay Tesla less money than more money to those who would be fining you. Well, Fisker's Ocean is built with contributions from Magna. It's be, it's going to be built at Magna's Austrian factory, which is a really smart move by Fisker, because why spend all that money building a factory when if you're doing a limited run, and I'm sure they wouldn't like me to call it a limited run, but a limited run of a vehicle, get someone who is an expert manufacturer, someone like Magna, to do it for you, and you're mitigating the risks there. Fisker quoted what appears to be an updated production goal of 42,400 oceans. That's for next year, by the way. So that's how many vehicles they hope to make next year. A first full year of planned production. That's clearly going to be a ramp. You would think that would ramp would start very low, in the low hundreds in all of quarter one. So if you've got a Fisker reservation, you know the production's starting. Firstly, I wouldn't want one of the first few hundred vehicles, just because, you know, uh, there's other people that would be gagging for one of the first ones and be very happy to put up with any of the learnings that are going on. Um, I'd rather something that's a bit more, uh, a bit more uh, not polished, because I think all the vehicles will be good coming out of those companies, but still, um, you know, then maybe in quarter two, in the thousands, and then maybe in quarter three and four, that's when you're into the the five digits. And so there's 62,000 reservations of the Fisker Ocean, which looks like a really compelling SUV and a very good price as well. Let's move on to EV trucking. And trucking companies are turning to EVs uh, to save money, which I know, and you know. And it's surprising how many people don't know. CBS 11 spoke to Holt Trucking Centre in Irving, and they're investing in EV trucks from Nikola. The company's first truck is the uh, is the one in Texas to use uh, the Nikola technology. Uh, they bought it back in February, and they've done 10,000 miles in that first Nikola truck, and they say it's cost-effective. It costs them between about $30, so $30 to $50 in order to fully charge it and to do the same distance with uh, to diesel would be at the minute gas price is about $300 so for them anywhere between you know maybe a you know one in 10 saving on a good day uh, in terms of gas prices versus charging up with electricity so that's a no-brainer like I say fleet managers I've said this many times on this podcast but fleet managers are not romantic fleet managers don't work with their their hearts uh, they work with their head Actually, they work with red ink as well they don't like it so whatever is at the bottom right hand corner of that spreadsheet if you're making more money by driving EVs even though it's more comfortable for the drivers, better for the drivers because there's less pollution, better for the planet. Those are all great benefits. Ultimately, if it's cheaper, you know what they're going to be choosing. Now, VW says uh, say at Spanish subsidiary where they're going to build battery plants and also electric vehicles as well. Um, Spain just gave them a ton of money. I reported that on a recent podcast, something like $400 million equivalent, about 400 million euros. Um, And then VW said, hey, thanks for the money. Yeah, it's not enough, though. Can we have some more, please? 
More? Yes, we'd like some more. The chief of Volkswagen in Spain saying yesterday the subsidies offered by the country by the Spanish authorities to build a battery factory and EV production, I quote, is not sufficient. But he did voice optimism about finding a solution. Uh, Chairman Wayne Griffiths said uh, the solution, which they didn't go into what it could be, uh, has to be found within the next 10 days. Volkswagen said last week it's expected more subsidies from Madrid and was evaluating the next steps. According to Reuters.com, who writes, Spain is Europe's second largest car producing nation behind Germany and is planning to use European Union pandemic relief funds. They make up the significant portion of the money to strengthen their industry. The first round of subsidies are going to be followed by a new phase in which over 2 billion euros will be dispersed by Spain using some of that COVID recovery money. And... Uh, some of that relief money as well to spark up a domestic industry. You can, see, you can still have a strong domestic industry even when you're part of a bigger block, uh, which was always my argument for uh, why that we shouldn't uh, risk throwing all the balls in the air with Brexit. But that is a done deal by now. Um, but as we've seen, the UK is uh, somewhat struggling in terms of uh, an EV and a battery industry. And yet, you know, they say, oh, we need to leave. you need to leave the EU to... Be a master of your own destiny. Well, we've seen some pretty, what I would call, protectionist German policies around energy in terms of subsidising the cost of electricity and gas for German residents, which many of the EU countries, the smaller, particularly the smaller ones, have gone, whoa, whoa hang on a minute, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, and Germany's gone, watch us. Uh, and Spain, you and having their own say on creating an EV industry with some of that EU money as well. So... Hey, it's a done deal. The UK is out here on our own um, at the minute, and we hope that uh, that you know, there's some sort of domestic car industry left when this all when it all shakes out. But we'll see what VW do with uh, with Seat. Now let's talk a little bit about drivers losing their minds over the lack of free charging. So let me explain. If you're not in the UK, our is it our largest supermarket chain, Tesco? Um, I know that at one point Tesco would have been our largest supermarket chain. I'm not sure they are anymore because uh, the likes of Walmart came in and bought Asda and then sold it off again. So um, if Tesco isn't our biggest supermarket chain, I would say they are one of the biggest. They have a range of stores, everything from your local corner store that'll sell you know, all of your essential supplies, one of everything, to these huge warehouses where you can go and buy you know, your bananas and a 65-inch widescreen TV in the same shop. And they did a deal with Podpoint and put loads of EV chargers in, or AC chargers, and some DC ones more recently as well, I've seen. Uh, but Podpoint is pretty good. I like Podpoint a lot. I use them. I tend to use them because the cost of electricity is actually really low with Podpoint. Um into the Tesco car parks, and until now, they've been free. Subsidised a bit by VW as well, because there was on the big screens adverts for VW electric vehicles. So... But someone was ultimately still paying. So whether it was Tesco or VW, the sponsors, or Podpoint, someone's paying, right, for that electricity that people were using. Now, I always used to plug in because I don't tend to do... Our weekly shops, uh, well, because we have the little fella now, um, increasingly hard because he's now too big to sit in the child seat of the trolley. He wants to be out and running around. So our big shops tend to be delivered or we go collect them from our Asda near here. Um, we had to walk around a supermarket for an hour. So if I'm popping into Tesco's, it's generally 15, 20 minutes. And I always, always, always plug in to those pod points because they're free. 
And so, you know, always be charging, as someone says. Uh, whereas last month in October, Tesco announced they're introducing a new charge for drivers, 28 pence per kilowatt hour to plug into those charges. Previously, it was free. Many motorists shopping at Tesco would plug in like I always used to. But now they're claiming they will boycott the supermarket, according to the Express newspaper who writes, The news hasn't gone down well with shoppers, who said that they will now shop around at other supermarkets because of the changes. On Twitter, one person said, At Tesco, absolutely disgusting that you are going to charge for electric car charging. I'm never shopping at Tesco again. I'm done. And five exclamation marks. What an absolute moron. And they have listed this chap's name and a link to the tweet in the newspaper, but I won't say who it was because what a silly sausage he is. At Tesco, absolutely disgusting that Tesco is going to charge for electric charging. I'm never shopping there again. I'm done. Five exclamation marks. Another shopper on the Hot UK Deals website said, I was using the free charging as an incentive to shop at Tesco, the only supermarket around my way to offer free charging. Now I'll spread my wings and shop at other places too. Ginny Buckley, who is the founder and CEO of Electrifying.com, very good website, by the way, uh, described the news as a blow to EV owners across the country. Now, I don't know Ginny. I respect her very much. I love her work as a TV presenter uh, and launching her own uh, EV website as well. She has no idea who I am. But I mean, I disagree with her on this point. It's not a blow to EV owners because charging should not be free. Back in the old days, oh, in the old days, oh, when I was a lad, uh, our national motorway network, which, fair play to them, Ecotricity, the electricity company, um, went out on a limb and along with some Nissan money uh, and Renault money, put the first EV chargers in maybe 10 years ago, I mean, going back, and it was free. The Ecotricity Network, the electric highway, which has now been bought and sorted out by GridServe. But, and that was free. And at some point, they had to start charging. And EV drivers, going back like four, five, six years ago, so early, early days, they lost their mind. And at the time, I couldn't understand because it's not free to get electricity. And now drivers are losing their mind that Tesco's charging. And I know that um, people say it's a blow EV drivers. It's, look, it's not, because charging shouldn't be free. Uh, the cost to charge a Volkswagen ID3 for 10,000 mi- 10, miles a year is around 750 quid. Uh, the new price cap, domestic price cap we have of 34 pence a kilowatt hour. 750 quid to do 10k miles a year in an ID3. Um, if you charge at Tesco's exclusively, it'll be 600 pounds. So uh, Tesco is still charging way less than you will pay at home. So stop being fake outraged. Stop being uh, so fake upset on the internet. And stop being so indignant about this. That electricity is not free for anyone to buy. That electricity costs someone, somewhere, money. And whether it's being made with solar panels on the roof of the Tesco's or whatever, and many of it, and many of them do have those re- renewables now, it costs money to do that. Electricity isn't free. This is like turning up to a petrol station and going, I can't believe it. I turned up to my local Shell station and they charged me for petrol. I'm disgusted. Never going to Shell again. I mean, it blows my mind how idiotic it is that charging should ever be thought of as free. And don't get me wrong, I made advantage of it. I'm one of those people who use the free charging. But I don't mind that they're paying uh, charging 28 pence a kilowatt hour for it because it costs them a lot more to buy that electricity. And hey, with commercial contracts at the minute, I hate to think what it costs to keep their fridges and freezers turned on in Tesco's. They are paying a lot more than 28p. If it's 70, 80, 90, I was talking to a friend of mine who works in commercial contracts, and you know, a pound a kilowatt hour is not out of this world at the minute. It's 
crazy that people are upset about the end of free charging. And you know what the problem is? It should never be free in the first place because it gives people a sense of entitlement. And people think, well, it used to be free and now it's not. Therefore, something's being taken away from me. And I understand that as a human behaviour. So maybe it should never have been free in the first place. I don't, I don't mind paying for electricity. It's just don't, don't rip me off, but I don't mind paying. The same as before EVs, I paid for petrol, right? I don't expect to drive free. Um, so, yes, fake outrage on the internet. These people, I'm sure, uh, will will get over it. They'll, they'll find, by now, they'll be outraged about something else, I'm sure. All right, coming up in a second, we'll talk about uh, ZapMap revealing the best and worst UK charging networks. And we'll talk a little bit about Genesis. GV60 being named the best EV of the year. Uh, next year, and we haven't even got there yet. Stick around, that's on the way. All right, let's talk a little bit about Hyundai converting their core Kia plant to mass-produce EV models. The Hyundai Motor Group announced they will make EV uh, electric vehicles at Kia's Slovakia plant and kicking off their Euro campaign, according to the Electrek website. According to Business Korea, Hyundai as a group, so Kia Genesis Hyundai has has chosen Kia Slovakia to lead their charge. Kia Slovakia uh, is one of Hyundai's core manufacturing plants that began in 2006, reaching 4 million units cumulatively in 2021. And they started to roll out hybrid vehicles like the Sportage plug-in hybrid earlier this year. And now they'll mass produce pure battery electric vehicles from 2025. The app ZapMap, which helps you locate charge networks here in the UK, has done a survey, as they do every year. It's really, really good, actually. They ask 4,000 EV drivers. These are people who are using their app and EV drivers to rate public charging networks. Which ones did well? Fastned and MFG, which is Motor Fuels Group. And I'm re- we need to get them on the podcast. Motor Fuels Group are spending a fortune putting in EV chargers to their petrol stations, their forecourts. And... You know what? The branding is bright and vivid. They've got big, big signs at the entrance to the petrol stations, often off main road. They have these kind of huge, um, I don't know you'd call them, not banners, um, but you know, the thing, that, the, the, the enormous sign that normally shows you the price of petrol today, um, they have those equivalent ones for elect- you know, electric saying charge here. And I've got one nearby me. And it's amazing. You, you really see it from a long way away. In the fifth year of the survey, ZapMap's annual EV charging survey conducted in September this year asked three and a half thousand EV drivers, four thousand three hundred, sorry, four thousand three hundred EV drivers, and they asked which ones you use and to, to rank them according to a star rating: reliability, ease of use, customer support, value for money, and payment options. Uh, Fastned and MFG came joint first. In third was Instavolt, and I'm agreeing with all of these now, by the way. Joint fourth, Connected Curb and Osprey. I don't use Connected Curb very much, so I can't comment, but otherwise, yeah. Fastned, MFG, Instavolt, Osprey, I use them all the time, and they're very, very good. Coming bottom, Genie Point, which I in 19th, which I agree with. There's a couple of Genie Points in Morrison's around here. I've never been able to start a charge. Don't they? Haven't they got like £10 of my money? Didn't they used to even if they stopped it, need you to put money on your account first and then they hold it hostage. And I was like, I'm just giving up with Genie Point. Terrible. I hated, hated if that was my only option. And often couldn't couldn't start a charge. There's one in Blandford I can't use. Um, I think that's Genie Point. Um, and then in last place, BP Pulse and Charge Your Car, which of course is owned by BP Pulse. So yeah, BP... Uh, what a shame. I mean, it's what everybody knows. It's the worst charging network in the country. Um, I've long cancelled my monthly subscription. And since when you look back to the Chargemaster network, which is pretty decent, and then uh, and then when BP bought it, you thought, oh, give them a fair crack and see what they do with it. Um, 
I understand the conspiracy theorists that said BP, an oil giant, took the, a great charging network, bought it for what is basically a rounding error. It's small. It's money down the back of the sofa for BP, whether they're hundred and something million they paid for it, um, and and have ruined it. And it, you know, if I had the choice of running out or having to try a BP pulse charger, I'd obviously try the BP pulse, but I've been let down by them in the past. I've turned up at stations, the whole thing's been powered down, even though their app says it's working. Customer support I found got worse towards the end of my, you know, my time even trying to use them. I would call them, call them up and try and help um, and, and say, oh, you know, this one's offline and can you reboot it? And I just don't bother anymore because uh, I don't think BP Pulse want to run a, a charging network very well. Uh, they've had changes of management as well. Um, and uh, it's, it's kind of interesting how BP Pulse have really messed things up, in my opinion. Uh, and so let's move on. Genesis, the GV60, has been named the German Premium Car of the Year. Uh, the GV60, the uh, K- Korean's premium car brand, uh, has now got its prestigious award from the German motor and industry journalists. Now, I know it's only November, and we haven't got to 2023 yet, but uh, it is the German Car of the Year for 2023. Three, chosen by a 30-member jury of German industry journalists and motor journalists as well. Uh, and they select five class winners, which go through to an overall winner. The GV60 is the first of three pure electric cars from Genesis. Starts at forty-seven grand here in the UK and uh, offers a range of 321 miles and uh, is built, built on the 800-volt architecture, like it's Hyundai and Kia cousin cars if you like and very very good not driven one i've been inside all of the genesis cars but i've not actually had one out on the open road that's uh, definitely something that i'd like to i would like to fix nissan might ditch a new deal with renault according to automotive news willing to walk away from a deal with their alliance partner renault to rebalance the alliance and uh, there are concerns that the french car maker renault wants to license Uh, the jointly developed patent technologies to the likes of the Chinese. Both sides appeared near a final agreement weeks ago, but now Nissan's board expressing concern over the intellectual property being sold off to the Chinese. Nissan sees risks in the Renault CEO's plan to merge the French combustion bit with Geely, the Chinese company, and seeking assurances that they'll protect key technologies owned by both companies. And if you go from automotive news to autoblog... The news seems to get better because Nissan's talks with Renault on revamping their alliance are focused on strengthening competitiveness as equal partners. Uh, the negotiations with Renault and Nissan have two weeks remaining, they say, to meet the November 15th target. The company said last month that they Nissan will invest in Renault's new electric vehicle units. That article sounds a little more positive uh, than than the previous one. So hopefully that all gets worked out because over the years, Nissan, Renault with Zoe, the Leaf and and, you know, and more have made some great electric vehicles and we hope they continue to do so. Uh, they've got all the skills they need and distribution and things like that. Now, two more stories. Uh, Dodge, the Dodge Charger might be electric only, but plans to release a combustion version of it haven't been announced yet, but the boss of the company uh, saying that they've designed the EV platform to take a combustion engine. Well, that's not really making an EV platform, is it, my friend? If you've noticed the Dodge Charger that they rolled out, it does look 
like a combustion car. Uh, Multi-energy architecture, they say. So if the electric one doesn't take off, they can always put a big old engine up front. And Volkswagen China, called Volkswagen Anui, is rolling out a strategy to meet the Chinese demands. Uh, Volkswagen's Chinese joint venture, uh, they say, with their MEB platform, about to complete construction after just over a year of building their new uh, factory. The first pre-series car will roll off the production line very shortly. So Volkswagen still investing a lot in China. And that's your podcast for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you very much to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East. Thank you so much to National Car Charging on the US mainland. And in Hawaii, it's Aloha Charge. Uh, Derek Riley has his amazing EV channel, uh, the EV Review Island uh, YouTube channel. Uh, Richard at RSEV. .co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe, global public charging made simple with one map and one app. Milbrookcottages.co.uk If you want uh, to uh, get yourself down to Devon, uh, you can jump in the hot tub or the EV charges. I've been down there myself and it's glorious. Treat yourself. And Lease Plan Electric Moments, our newest premium partner. They provide all the tools and guidance that EV drivers need. Uh, Check out Lease Plan Electric Moments. Have a good one tomorrow, and remember there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.